Nervous Rex, a Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast that is 50% rewatch, 50% first time watch, and 100% trauma. My name is Joe, I use any and all pronouns. My name is Chris, I use he, him pronouns. Hold me closer, Magma Diver. That title is just like begging to be made into like all the music puns. It's just Magma Diver. Like, I think three times while watching it, I just did it in the whole, in like the yo voice. Yeah. We both we both did it more than once. Yeah, and like I said, it just it's just like it's it demands it. There's no way that they wanted us to just say magma diver. Magma diver. It'd or, be disrespectful. How do? All right. So here's the thing about this episode. There's a lot of things about this episode, but title one. You know, these episodes got two titles. The first one is magma diver, and the second one is magma diver, but with no space in between it. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, you see, Joe, magma diver. How do you pronounce that as one word? The thing about thermodynamics is that it's colder, so the words are actually shrinking together. Fuck. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on fucking thermal expansion in this episode. Oh, we're going to get I there. Think, I don't remember if it was on this show, like, last last episode or another time, but I feel like I have recently said, this is really cohesive, and I wish it wasn't. <laughs> yes, you did say that. That is, some, that is how I feel about this episode. I'm like, oh, everything connects, and I just kind of wish it didn't, because... It's like, oh, yeah, every, it's like very cohesive through line. All of the things kind of connect back to a central idea, but I don't like it. I don't like the idea that is central, and I don't like how it is used in so many scenes. The idea is the show is horny, Joe. This, uh, this episode especially. There was actually, there's a scene early on where I was like, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And then the thing yeah. that I thought was bad was saved for the end. So it still got me. <laughs> it set yeah. me up and then knocked me down. Joe, you're going to do the recap, but can I do, like, one I line am. of recap right now? Please. All right, recap of episode 10 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. People had boobs. Yes, that's it. We'll see you in two weeks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> episode 10, Magma Diver. This is an Asuka episode, which, you know, there's pros and cons to it, is what I will say. But it is definitely an Asuka episode. So what happens... It starts with her shopping for a bathing suit with Kaji. This is the first time I felt like he was acting like an adult around her, which might just be because they were in public or something. But uh, she's like shopping for a bathing suit and like, oh, doesn't wouldn't this one look good? And he's like, you're a child. <laughs> he, like, I don't remember his exact line, but he's like, he said, like, you're a little young for that. She calls him a fuddy duddy, which we both appreciated. <laughs> then we cut to Asuka being upset that she's not getting to go on this school trip which i guess is what she was shopping for and i missed it yes they don't get to go because the pilots are on standby shinji's like yeah that's what i expected asuka makes some line about what was it like you should be a man you should complain about this or whatever and he does not care but then there's a scene after that like after every there's like a a very quick scene where we see like a plane flying away and all their friends saying bye so there's no there's no kinsuke there's no toji there's no whatever the class uh, I was going to say, my brain was like, clown. No. Uh, <laughs> representative. Uh, she's not She's not going to be in this episode either. So they all leave, and they're just kind of like going about their, their life. We see, we cut to a pool, which I don't know if it's at the school or Nerve or what, but there's a pool. And Shinji's doing his homework. He's doing, he's on a laptop, and he's typing away. Ray is swimming. Asuka comes over to show off her bathing suit. And she, like, leans over to help him with his homework just to, like, show off that she's smart or whatever. And Shinji, of course, is very distracted by the fact that she has boobs. And it's very 
uncomfortable and it runs a little long. And of course, his his uh, homework is about uh, thermal expansion. She uses her breasts to exp- uh, as a metaphor, I guess, for it. Like she's like, oh, yeah, when things get warmer, it expands when things get colder it shrinks up and then she says like do you think my boobs would expand and he's like why why are you talking to me about this and he's very blushing you almost made it sound like better than it was like it's not like she like said like now for example this she just randomly says because a man wrote down on a piece of paper now she says what if my boobs got warmed up Uh would they i do think it sucks that it happens it it like i'm like yes it does characterize asuka very well but I wish these weren't the characterization decisions being made. It's just it's like... It's also, like, if you're gonna do the perverted conversation out of this kid's science homework, why don't you go with shrinkage? That one at least, like, makes sense. Like, that's what I thought they were gonna do. On, on the rewatch, I, I couldn't remember exactly where this scene went and what it what I thought it was gonna go happens in the last scene of this episode. But, yeah. like, that scene, I don't think I hate it as much as I feel like maybe I should, or I don't know. I don't hate it as much as previous episodes I have because um, I, f- I feel like it is so in her character to just think that and say it. And then he's like, why would I why are you having this conversation with me? And she's like, you're so boring. And then she leaves. Is it in her character? I think so. I think she's like this episode is all about her. And I think it really boils down to how much she cares about how other people view her. She wants yeah. to be viewed as an adult. She wants to be viewed as sexy. She doesn't want to okay. be viewed as a kid. That checks but she out. Is. I'm with you now. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and they dive in and they, they, they dive into it like magma because when she will <laughs> speed up a little bit, they end up there. Uh, Masato is uh, doing some probing mission into like some lava pit. I don't there's like a setup for this that I think I don't know why the earth is split open in this spot and there's magma there. But nervous talking about it. They don't really explain it. They're kind of just all talking like they all know what's going on. And the probe gets like destroyed from the pressure. But they have enough information to say, yes, that's definitely like an egg with an angel in it that's going to hatch at some point. And Masato really wants to capture it to analyze. And I think Gendo does, too. But they are like, all right, we're going to send an Eva down to do it. And they pick Asuka. Asuka volunteers and Shinji's like, it'll probably end up being me. But then Asuka is picked and he's surprised. Rei is on standby. Asuka like gloats about that. And then she's really excited to do this mission. She's like, oh, I'm excited to dive. She's like uh, wanting to go scuba diving earlier in the episode that I skipped over. And then she gets into the plug suit and it's like, this isn't any different for like, I thought this was a heat protected. And it's uh, Ritsuko who says, oh, hit the other button. And she does it and it expands. And she's very, very like uncomfortable with that, with the way her suit expands and it does not contour to her form. And uh, she's like, oh, man, this isn't cool at all. I don't look cool. My robot doesn't look cool because her unit 02 is in heat protectant stuff as well. So it's like larger and not like the sleek design we're used to. It's just kind of boring. And and um, it's Baymax. Yeah, it's a little Baymax. Uh, it's a little proto Baymax. And she's like, this isn't cool anymore. I quit. This isn't great. And then Kaji makes some really gross line, which is like, which is, which is what made me think about like, why was he? seeming more mature earlier and then now he's gonna make a joke uh because he says like oh i thought i was gonna get to see the the form of asuka or whatever her uh gallant figure was the exact yes quote. yes gallant is the word and she like runs away and then ray rakes makes a remark like i'll just do it and then that's when asuka's like no fuck you <laughs> don't touch my robot i'll do it 
Um, we see her like apologize to her unit, like unit O two, yeah, for for not looking cool. And then she does the mission. She dives in. She continues to be. I feel like every line of dialogue she has like does contribute back to her characterization. And and, and because there's so much focus on her in this episode, I do think it's like more effective than you know when we were introduced to her like what two episodes ago because we really haven't seen her that long but she goes in she does the mission it keeps going deeper and deeper than they thought they were going to have to and people in nerve are like is this we should probably quit this is a bad idea and masato's like no don't stop there's one line from masato that i really like she's like says she says like the one line i think anyone's ever said to a nerve pilot that was humanizing uh, because she like makes him more like oh after it's done we'll get to go and relax and do this thing and it's like the most like it's like oh wait maybe she does care about her and then like two seconds later they're like the the, the one of the persons in nervous like this shouldn't go any deeper do you don't forget that there's like a human being in there and masato's like i know what i'm doing go down there like this is the the operative of getting this captured angel is the most important thing and i think masato is just like so confident that, that it'll work that it'll be fine but it is established uh in this episode that if this fails there will be another imp- like a, another second impact which is those stakes are high but i don't know if this episode really engages with it no i don't it doesn't feel like they do and i'm just like yeah no, that definitely won't happen but she she gets oscar uh, to get down there captures the egg and this weird little thing starts to go back up and then it hatches and she lost her progressive knife so shinji drops his down there for her to use it but that doesn't work because it's just too damn strong it's like made for this environment so it's like really tough um but she ends up using like the knowledge of when they fought the water one i think or something i was trying to figure that out too because i said like the last one yeah and like but yeah her and shinji both at the same time are like oh it'll be like this and she ends up like shoving the coolant tube in its mouth to like fill it up or something and then stab it and then eventually does die and then like all of her coolant tubes are like ripped and She's like, oh, no, this is definitely the end of me. I stopped the the angel, but I think I'm, I'm also done for. And then Shinji is just, like, there grabbing her and saving her. And that's weird because they make such a big deal about how the robots can't survive down there. Yeah. And they play it, like, weirdly slow is what's shocking to me. It's not like he's in there and then immediately getting out. It's like he grabs her and then they spend a lot of time with her being like, oh, thanks, Shinji. And then we see them all at the, at the hot springs and it's horny and bad. The rest of the episode made me forget, but you're right, because I was like, oh, are there going to be consequences for him, like, diving in with an Ava that's not wearing a Baymax suit? Like, is this going to, like, something going to happen with this? I don't know. If so, then we don't see it, because it kind of, it just kind of slowly fades. And then we get to Shinji at this hot spring location getting mailed pin-pin. Kaji mailed them (laughs) pin-pin. For some reason. God, I wish that but was yeah, me. there's not much like Gendo. There's one other scene that I forgot to mention where Masato needs to get approval from Gendo to do the offensive attack. And the boardroom that he's at is like, that's, you know, the last time we did an offensive attack, it fucking led to the second impact. Don't do that. And he's like, I'm doing it anyway. They're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, capturing a live sample of an angel is like incredibly valuable. Do that. Uh, and know what. And I think. Fuyutsuki is the guy, his, his like second in command, who's like, well, you know that if you fail, then all humanity will be ended. And Gendo just kind of smirks. And we can unpack that, maybe. Maybe not in this episode, but it happened. Also, there's Asuka learns that like the UN are like surrounding them at the extraction location. It's like, oh, are they going to help? And uh, Masato or Ritsuko is like, no, they're here to clean up if we fail. 
They're just gonna uh, they're just gonna nuke the angel and us and just call it done. And Gendo, and uh, no, it's Shinji who's like, who would who would order such a thing? And they're like, your dad. And he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, figures. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I missed anything that you want to call out or if you just want to, like, pick a scene and start tearing it apart. In in the end thing, just to, like, add to a couple more specific points of recap, Shinji I said the ending's a- horny and bad. I think it's... I covered it. <laughs> Shinji gets a boner in the penguin's face, and then there's a, a shot where... This actually might wind up becoming relevant, uh, so I'm going to bring it up. That one I just did for fun. Oh, oh yeah, the scar. Yeah, so uh, Asuka sees a scar on Masato's belly, and kind of like, Masato's like, oh, I got this during the second impact, and then Asuka, I think, says, like, you must know something about my, like, all about my past or whatever, and Masato's like, it's best to just forget about it, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah, and that's kind of important. Yeah. Oh, and she also says it's her, it's her job to know, but then she says, like, it's best to forget yeah. about it. Also, there's some throwaway line in the beginning about Shinji and Asuka having bad test scores. That they that they oh, do yeah, it yeah. they do address it later because when Asuka helps Shinji with his homework he's like why are your test scores bad if you if you're so smart at this stuff and she's like yes, because yeah. I can't read Japanese very well yep she's like I never learned it in college and she's like what fucking college and she's like yeah, yeah I finished it last year which I think does also contribute to how she thinks of herself as an adult yeah I was very confused by that because uh, isn't she like fourteen as well. Yeah, I don't know anything about German schools or anything, especially in the year, well, the in in the future, 2014 is supposed to take place when it was made in the 90s. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There's advanced tracks in different schools where where people get super far ahead. It's I buy it. She pilots a giant robot. It's an anime. Of course, she's like good at stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe, what's up? The the show's starting to lose me a little. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's not bad but like remember like the early remember the good old days of this show where we come on it's like wow this is masterful and now i'm just kind of like eh, this isn't yeah this is just a robot this is a anime robot show yeah and i shouldn't be so i shouldn't say that so dismissively i love anime and i think it's capable of a lot i'm acting like people that don't like it i just mean like in terms of like some of the um the tropes and uh in terms of just like you know the, i'm sure I, i'm positive they'll get back to it i'm i'm like not an idiot but they have kind of abandoned a lot of the like intricate psychological character stuff for just like monster of the week type stuff which is fine i don't mind that but like it's Mm -hmm. it's becoming like we're in a stretch right now where i'm like i could see where people don't think this is like the best thing of all time because like early episodes i was like wow this is like so impressive i get all the hype and then like now we're in a a zone like a lull where i'm like i mean like it's kind of just another show yeah, and this is, and, and there is a stretch that does feel like that. They are like, but they're they're dropping stuff, but it's a bit more slower, like slowly characterizing Asuka and things aren't as harrowing. They're kind of like, yeah, they kind of have a handle on it right now. They're doing, mm-hmm. they're doing stuff. And like you, there's not a ton to read into with like what Gendo's doing or, or Masato behind the scenes. Cause it's like, yeah, all right. I feel like I know these characters. I'm, I'm waiting for the next big thing to like ship, like shake things up. And I feel like this is like act two, you know, I feel like that'd be fine because I feel like the intent here with that, with like doing much smaller progressions and plot and like doing less in terms of like, like I said, like the the real like deep character stuff and more just kind of like mid-level to surface level character development. I feel like the point is to give us some like fun mission action episodes, but they haven't been that fun with the exception of like backflipping ddr robots like that one i was like that's worth the diversion and then the boat one is cool too this one i guess is just kind of like the actual action set piece isn't very engaging 
It's 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 like yeah. it kind of and I feel like it is trading that for digging into like Asuka shit because like I think I th- I think giving her a boring mission tells you more about her than an exciting mission would because you've seen her do two exciting missions. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as like it's supposed to be boring. It gotcha. I'm just saying like <laughs> I do th- I don't think like obviously the focus is Asuka. It's not like a big dramatic set piece. Like, ha- like half the episode is under a red filter. Like, but how much do we it's, really it's... learn about her? Like, honestly, the most important stuff we learn about her is in the front half, with the exception of, I will say this, I wanted to talk about this. She's very cool with the fact that she might die. Very, very cool with it. She's like, looks like that's that. Like, yeah. very, very... So that's a big thing we learn in that mission. But I'm, I guess what I would say is that most of the important things we learn about her come in the front half, where it is the stuff of, like, oh, you're doing poorly in school, but it's not because you're not smart and don't get this stuff because you're actually very capable of that, but it's, oh, it's mm-hmm. the language barrier. And then I was like, that stuff is more about her than her saying, I'm sweaty and want to bath 17 times in the back half of the mission. Sure. And, yeah, it goes on a little long, but also, like, would that be valuable if you didn't see her follow through with the mission? What do you mean? Like, like, the... like all that setup of, like, all this stuff of, like, oh, yeah, the suit makes her uncomfortable and her talking about school and stuff like all of that builds her character but if we but then the set piece itself is just like slow but like it i feel like it kind of has to be there <laughs> to, to like because it's like this then the setup would just be like all right and then she did the mission and you don't get to see it yeah i guess it's just a thing of like i'm not certain what we're supposed to take away from that mission other than the fact that that shinji bails her out and they seem to be getting closer and closer i feel like that's the only like important thing that comes away from it unless it's important that we learn how comfortable she is with with uh her potential fate because Mm -hmm. other than that it doesn't like we knew that she was like willing to do hard scary stuff so like that doesn't really like add anything um i i guess that's all i'm saying is like yeah i think the difference in this one is that like She's made to do something that isn't glamorous. Like it's like she's okay. taking she's taking away the like, hey, you have to do this dangerous important mission and it's you don't get to look like a superhero badass while you're doing it. And she like doesn't want to do it because of that and then she does it anyway. And it is and it is consistent with the character that the thing that propels her to do it is actually just to, like stop Ray from doing it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she she got she's that so determined to be the best pilot that there is. Yeah. I think if I I think this episode is like a lot of people's least favorite. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm not even... I, I may be coming down as more of a downer than I mean to be. It's not like it was bad. It's not like uh-huh. I was like, this sucks. I did say I hate this show at one point. But that was that, that was the boner scene, though. <laughs> that was that was when, like, Shinji's listening over the wall for, like, a, like as long as Kingdom Hearts characters laugh. Uh, just Masato, <laughs> Masato and... Um, uh asuka being like oh like like don't touch me there it's like oh well, well, well. it's like, it's like i hate the, that kind of it just yeah it's, it's just a lot you know people have boobs do you know that yeah yeah <laughs> i wish that it wasn't like you 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 were generous when saying that masato's scar is on her stomach but it is like between her breasts and I they mean, like, like it, draw your attention to it it like kind of it starts there and goes a little further down but yeah it's it's somewhere in that area yeah I get, you're you're drawing the character's eyes there, and then like giving it a plot backstory after they do. Yeah, y'all like quiet. Uh huh. We don't we don't need to to do the the whole the whole deal we've done every other episode for the last like however many weeks on why that yeah sucks. It's just it just the show's getting even more self indulgent with that stuff than they've they've been in a while. It's just mm-hmm. like all right, like 
Yeah, there is like the stuff with Asuka or with Asuka in this episode. For the most part, I was like, I feel like this is contributing to her character. But when it's when the focus is Shinji, I'm like, I'm back out of it because like I don't feel like it's it's doing anything then because we already know these things about him, and it's not like giving it a, a further depth or like a like I'm not learning more about his trauma. I'm just learning that he he got a boner when he was thinking about girls. Yeah. And it's played off as a joke because of how Pin Pin reacts to it. Yeah. I, I will say, though, that if you're going to do that, at least it is in the context of an episode where thermal dynamics are all a part of it. And they talk about, like, the, you know, like, bodies, whatever. It's like, okay, like, I get it. Yeah, like, this thing, it's like, it all does connect in this cohesive, like, idea or metaphor that keeps getting used over and over. But I still yeah. wish it didn't. Yeah, I just get where, like, if someone... It'd be I it, honestly I wouldn't even put it past him if that was the starting point. It's like we need to have a we need to have him get a boner. How can we justify this? But um, it it makes sense where if you're writing an episode that's like that, that someone's like we gotta have like the the funny button on the end where he gets a boner. It's like all right, well like I understand. Yeah, I don't know. This there is like a noticeable. I think I think we'll be out of it so- sooner than I th- I think. I don't know, or or sooner than I would guess because I'm flipping ahead. Like what episodes are next? And I'm just like. I feel like like I'm looking at like just the screenshots of stuff that are like on the wiki as I'm flipping ahead. And I'm just like, yeah, like these shit's going to happen again sooner. Like, I, I feel like it was later the numbers I'm looking at. But yeah, I think the introduction to Asuka, there's like suddenly the show is trying to do a, a lot of things at once. Yeah. And I don't know. There's there's sacrifices to it. And it is a little more lighthearted. Did you feel like the animation was different in this episode? Uh, no. Did you? Yes. I felt like everyone's face looked a little bit different. Oh. And I noticed it in the preview for the next one, too. No, I didn't notice. I might just be wrong, but I feel or like subtle differences. I don't know if it's direction or like artists that worked on it. Like there's huge teams on these shows. Yeah. But I was just like very subtle things where I was like, is this different? Is it intentional? Probably not. But I don't know. I figured I'd ask you if you noticed anything. I didn't. Okay, I'll look. I'll keep an eye out next week or next episode. Yeah, similarly to the the underwater episode, I feel like I don't really have anything to say about the angel because it's just like you don't really get a great look at it. It's just kind of like they're going to capture this egg and then it hatches and oh fuck, is, what is she going to do to to get out of it? And then of course she she gets out of it and she's fine. Yeah, I uh, I liked the shot where like the big angry mouth came at her, but like it wasn't anything like spectacular we'd never seen before i just thought it yeah you know it's good yeah it's like last time where i was like that was cool and you're like it it, it's just like a basic monster i was like i know but like it still worked like Mm -hmm. it's the same thing here it's basically just like yeah this is what it was the 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 baby the baby angel though when when the uh the egg or whatever it is like starts to like hatch and like it's it's out and about the sound effects that come from said baby angel, I literally thought it was you making noises into your mic. <laughs> when it's like... I was not making like any noises. Yelling. Like, they, they did something weird with, like, the audio layers to where it sounds kind of, like, back from everything else. And I was just... I thought you were, like, like making an accompaniment to this show. Just, no. like... So that was a standout. I, for, I forgot about one scene. I don't know if it's important, but I'm just reading the wiki and there's a scene in a cable car where Kaji's talking to some random person with a dog. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. Why aren't you like intercepting the mission or whatever? And he's like, this is Gendo's order. I can't do anything. That's just a really throwaway thing. 
I I don't even know if this woman's important or who she is. She does have a puppy. Important in my book. Yeah, it happens. I feel like this might be a shorter episode, but I'm just kind of like thinking of like what else. Like I I feel like it's it's an Oscar episode. A lot of things do characterize her, and then there's some like weirdly horny stuff. But we've already yeah. had that talk a million times. I I feel like it's funny that Shinji is like all surprised when they pick her and say, "Oh, this is something else we learned about her." But yeah, I'll get that in a second. It's it's funny that Shinji's all surprised when they pick her to do it instead of him because he's just like i mean in my head i thought it's like he's just used to being the anime protagonist so like he always gets picked for things but also like it's it's funny that he like was surprised by that because she literally just gave a very good reason why it should be her and then he didn't yeah. say anything and they're like all right we're going with you because she's literally like i used to dive and then yeah he's she, like they're she, gonna pick me she was and then practicing they pick her, diving like, oh. she was practicing diving the scene earlier in the pool yeah and shinji's looking at her butt <laughs> yeah that's why yeah that's why he's so just i did love the moment like and this is also like to drop the word characterization for the millionth time. So she was practicing diving, trying to get his attention with the, the bathing suit and the homework, whatever else. Then Ray surfaces out of the water and then like, he's looking at her and then it cuts back. Like, Oscar's like, Hey Shinji, look over here. And she's just like, I'm going to do a back entry and just like rolls into the pool. And it was like, <laughs> so I laughed. It was just like, it's, it's funny, but it's also very yeah. uh, like telling. It's very like childhood. It's very mm-hmm. uh, indicative of her like seeking attention. And like, I thought that was a good moment. There's a parallel with that. When she's entering the magma, she does that too. Actually, if you look at the the image that's on the like the wiki for this episode, there's like the one image at the top. It's like she strikes a pose when she's entering the lava, and she's like, "Hey Shinji, look at this!" And she like says some anime move name and like does a pose and then enters the magma. And Shinji's like, "Ah, oh, jeez." Yeah. But yeah, no. There's there's it's really just let's look at Asuka do a ton of things that contribute to how she handles situations. Yeah. The episode, and, and just, I liked where all just, that stuff. Just, just a lot of dominoes being set up. Yeah, I, I liked, I liked everything we got with her, except like I said, a lot of her dialogue in the actual mission was just like clearly setting up, like we're gonna do a hot springs thing, because she literally says over and over again, like I want a bath, I want a bath, like. Yeah, I, th- I think the school trip is supposed to be to some hot springs too, and that's why yeah. she's like, I wanted to do that and I couldn't, and this suit makes me feel gross and she's like oh and like that's the thing masato says like oh afterwards we'll get to we'll get to do all this nice stuff and it's like yeah the closest to compassionate i think i've I've noticed from her but then it like flies in the face of what she's actually doing the entire episode which slightly characterizes masato but not anything new we knew that she's like kind of puts her job first yeah it's also interesting because it's like kind of the first time we've seen the adults try to guide the children where they want them by using tactics that adults usually would with children of like oh if you do this we'll go get ice cream which in this yeah. case like go, we'll go to the hot spring. like normally they're just like get in the robot <laughs> like uh-huh. this this time they kind of adopted a similar strategy to what like a parent would with their kid like mm-hmm. so that's standout i didn't really think about that till just now yeah and that's the thing like asuka kind of is like asuka has that personality that i think that you, you can do that with like it makes sense with her because not to say she's more childish than Shinji, they're both childish in their own ways, and they're children. But yeah, uh, she like she does like talk a lot about what she wants to do, and she's like very bolsterous. And Shinji's just kind of like, yeah, I do what I have to. I'll just yeah, like he just says yes. Whereas like with the way Asuka acts, Masada would kind of like say something nice to kind of like ease her a little bit. Whereas like Shinji doesn't really complain. He ran away in that one episode, but other yeah. than that, he's just kind of like. Yeah, I do what I have to do. I was proud of him for standing up for himself in this episode, though. And yeah. He was like, hey, you can't talk to me like that with Asuka. 
Yeah, that was such an interesting way to open this episode. Where she's like, uh, I don't remember what. I don't remember exactly what she says, but he responds to it like, please do not she, speak to me that way. She says something like, uh, there's nothing more useless than a domesticated male, I believe, is the line that sets that off. Yeah, so- something I along those so. lines, yeah. And he's just like, hey, don't. Hey, don't do that. That's not cool. Because... Yeah, good good job, kid. He doesn't want to complain about not getting to go on the trip. He was just like, yeah, this is what I expected. I, I also like the exchange of Asuka being like, who made that decision? And Masato's like, I did. The person in charge. Yeah. Which is a very parent thing, too. But also yeah. she's like, as your boss, as your boss at your job, your your robot job. Your robot job. Yeah. It's it's kind of obvious, but I also did like that they paid some attention to the fact that, like, this would suck ass for these kids. Like, the fact that, like, um, they are always on standby waiting for things that may or may not happen, as Asuka says. Yeah. Like, talking about like how like they can't they can't go on the eighth grade field trip to washington dc because there might be an evil angel like like little stuff like that you don't you don't necessarily truly think a spider-man it. homecoming situation <laughs> right so yeah that was that was good too i think i think just i, I just want to jump back for a second onto like why i was saying this show's losing me they're just like the attention to detail is not there in a lot of the same ways like the thing we talked about where it's like oh they make a big deal out of like if you get in the, the magma, it's going to, like, burn your little robot up. But then Shinji just does it, and there's no consequences. Or the fact that yeah. Masato and Asuka, when they're like, just, like, playing, like, whatever whatever they're doing at the end of the episode behind the wall or fence. Do you really think that's a Masato's character to do that with Asuka? Like, no. It just happens because they wanted it to. I don't and know. Just, like, she's, over, she's been overly friendly with Shinji. We just haven't seen that side of her in a while. Uh, yeah, okay. That one's more fair. It's, it's You're like, right. I, 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 I simultaneously want to agree with you, but it's like... I don't know. I could kind of see it either way. I'm not saying it yeah. is, but I'm also saying it's not. We've just seen too vastly. We've we've seen so much of Masato. It's really hard to say. Like we can't nail her down to like an one trope or one like. Yeah, that's what she would do. It's kind of like she would do anything because she's very complicated. <laughs> yeah, I'll retract that one because because I was gonna say even if she's like playful, would she be all like weirdly like you know body centric about it with this kid? But that's like yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Also, the Magma Diver version of the battle music is really fucking good. Yeah, I, I could also do the, the boilerplate compliments of some of the music in this was really good. And I like the way they, they uh, use sound to establish space. The stuff in the pool always gets me. Like the, mm-hmm. that, that room and like um, the, the music they had piping over the, the speakers when Kaji and um, Asuka are out. Like, I don't, they were like maybe eating at the time. It was after they went shopping. That really worked for me, both the music itself and the way that they use it diegetically with the with the little crackly speakers in the background and stuff. I like that stuff. I'm a big geek for that in this show. Mm-hmm. To give it a couple of easy compliments, um, I I I was gonna compliment it. I was an idiot, Joe. I didn't see this coming. I was so dumb. I was gonna give them a compliment for being like, oh, they took like the anime trope of a hot springs episode and they made it literally like a like you have to dive into like hot liquid to do a robot mission. Then it's like, oh, we're gonna do the other thing too. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. This is not a compliment by any means with the last scene, but we don't see them. We don't see the girls in the hot spring. Well, but at the end, we see them like um, sitting out and like yeah. Masato's like ass crack is out and like whatever else. There's and, like, there's some underboob from Masato. It's I, there's yeah. something about that scene where I don't know if it's meant to be framed as like, ah, it's the sexy girls at the hot spring because they're like having like a very serious talk and it's not really yeah. like. I don't know. It's just kind of like I feel like they only showed Masato's chest because there's a scar there a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, and they could have put the scar somewhere else and not shown it, but, yeah. uh, like, I don't feel like Asuka's, like, she's, like, completely not, like, only you can see her face, but. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that, I think that shot but they is, did, they did, uh, but they, they still did all the shit off screen and Shinji got the boner, so, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, and, and I'm not saying shot, it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, and then I was gonna say, and the next shot then goes back to, like, being exploit, exploitive, but, um, yeah. Because that one there makes sure, like, look, look, there's her butt, and it's like, all right, well wasn't really necessary but i uh, but i do think that the way that that conversation goes and maybe it's just that like the information that they're giving us is like i i guess like other people could still just like tune that out and whatever but i i do feel you that like my impression is that the show did want us to pay attention to what was being said and not what we were looking at yeah i, I agree on that one yeah which is a very light compliment considering the context <laughs> in which they do it but yeah this episode honestly was like uh they thought it would be for the uh the ava pilots they thought it'd be really hot and mostly we were just uncomfortable mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a weird episode i did like the uh the couple shots we got early on of like we got to see like nerve employees just being employees like, yeah they're they... like all on their break at the same time there's like one dude doing air guitar yeah, there's, like, a dude, like, reading manga, and there's a dude, like, with a like, guitar magazine doing air guitar, and, like, you see them, like, filling up their cups of coffee, and I was like, this is, like, weird and neat, because we don't get to see this. Normally, they're, like, like, like on-the-go red alert, like, yelling about temperatures. Yeah, and... that's, like, before the pool scene, so I think it's just kind of showing nerve on standby. Yeah, which I liked. I thought that was good. Yeah, it's a nice touch. My only other thing, I think, is just that the next episode sounds really cool. The concept of, like, um, an angel gets into the base, and they have to, like, try to, like get back before shit gets too wrong like that sounds cool yeah I, all i all i really caught was that i said the kids were racing back and yeah. power wasn't there was no power in tokyo 3 and i do remember the second the second title of the next episode is the day tokyo 3 stood still which i do remember yeah um which is a, is a reference to a sci-fi movie thank you trivia on the wiki but yeah i th- yeah this episode is like you know it does what it's needs to do. It does not like super engaging, but like I don't know. I'm lo- I'm looking forward to, to I'm looking forward to the payoff of the, all the stuff that is setting up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was really harsh on this episode. It's not bad. It's it's just. I think justifiably though. Like I feel like like the last episode had a lot of really good action set pieces, and so did the one before that. And the, uh, while characterizing Asuka and, and her relationship with Shinji, and this one was like it 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 did it, it used an action set piece to do that but it was a inherently less engaging one because that's what her characterization kind of needed. Yeah, and I still think that even when you were, like, defending it, you're basically saying that the action set piece itself is not necessary. It's just a cap to, to like, emphasize the stuff we already got about her. So, like, they could have kind of fast-forwarded through it as long as we understood that she did it. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's some, I think, I don't know, a lot of her dialogue does contribute to it. Have you seen Unbreakable? Uh, yes, but it's been a long-ass time. Do you remember the weightlifting scene in that movie? Yeah. That scene runs on, like, three times as long as it needs to, because they just really drag out, like, he put more weight on, now it's ten more, and then they do it again, and now there's ten more, and they do that, like, like it, it's like four or five different parts of that scene for it to go a hundred pounds, and that is kind of how I felt watching her get lower and lower, and they're like, but it's still bad, and it's like, no, lower, and it's just like, now it's another hundred feet lower. It could have been shorter and had a, a different, like different emphasis on the action. But I don't know. I think I, I was paying attention to like Masato's actions in it. So I didn't really okay. feel that's where we're having. I was trying to figure out where our difference in experience was with this. That's what it was. You were focusing on the Masato stuff, which I feel like then 
that makes more sense. I always focus on Asuka's dialogue because the whole episode is about her. And mm-hmm. so, like, and like, we've been setting up like different pieces. And so I was just like, what the fuck is this? When I was I basically the stakes and like all your stuff you're talking about, which is what they like, they wanted you to feel like, oh damn, like they, they're keeping going, keep going, whatever. And it's dangerous. I was ignoring all that. Cause I was just so confused about why they like felt the need to stress so hard that Asuka was sweaty and wanted to like bathe afterward. Cause I was just like, okay, here comes the hot spring setup. So like, yeah. I guess I'm saying that that stuff undercut, the the stakes of the mission, the stuff with Masato, and ultimately the stuff with Asuka, because I, I forgot all about that. I was ignoring all of that because I was just like, yeah. Yeah, I think I think with me and I, I mean, I've seen this show before, uh, but I was just kind of like, yeah, all right, she's complaining, and like she she knows how important this mission is and the stakes of it, and she's just kind of co- gonna complain through the whole thing. That's Asuka, and then I just kind of paid attention to like Masato's decision making as it went on. Yeah. It's there. It's just like my personal experience watching this. That's not where my I felt like my attention being drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of just cutting back and forth between the two, but I definitely feel like I, I get that because it is an Asuka episode, and it's, and it's very unsubtle about that. Yeah, and like I didn't feel the like supposed dangers involved until the moment where Asuka is like, "Oh damn, I guess I might die," and it's not like I felt it in the way that I bought that she might die, but just like that moment feels like it matters. And so then I was cued into like the supposed dangers and everything else before that, it didn't really feel like super important. Mm-hmm. But uh baby angel was cool. Yeah, it was all right. It's fine. It's a baby. I guess I like the it's concept of it more than like what it actually looked like or anything. Yeah. Like I like the idea of them going and trying to like find one while it's still like a little, little like tadpole thing and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think honestly that might cap this one off unless you got more you want to talk about. I don't. We went like 10 minutes longer than I thought we were going to. So <laughs> I think I think I am we done talking. talking about Magma Diver. Magma Diver. Magma Diver. Where are you on the Internet, Chris? I am at Topher Disgrace uh, tweeting and sharing the miseries of having to use Kiss Anime to do this show. Jesus Christ. My aunt. My aunt. Uh, also, if you like uh, hearing me talk about anime, I have great news for you. I probably should wait to do this till it's actually official for sure. But I do think that by the next time you hear the sound of my voice after this one, my new Dragon Ball Z movie podcast should be out. Hell yeah! Yeah, you, I'm pretty. So that'll be exciting. I'm pretty sure you plugged it in the first episode of this show. I did, but that was before I realized how long it was going to take to not happen. I believe the first episode will be out by the next time this show comes out. So that will be uh, Cannon Ballsy, and I will be plugging it on my Twitter. I'll probably have it in my pinned tweet and such. So, yeah, you oh, can yeah. seek that out if you uh, like that stuff or just uh, want more uh, Chris and anime comedy. Oh, my God, Chris Anime, the best website that won't include Fuck! It. <laughs> it's been in front of us the whole time! <laughs> I'm gonna uh, make that like you know how Riley has like uh my mother can go to hell.com yeah, like, and you need way Chris to get to Link Smith. I'm gonna do Chris Animated to take you to the uh Cannonball Z page. Good, please. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O, uh tweeting about various shows I make sometimes and sometimes sometimes tweeting about other things. But that is my Twitter. Uh and I make a bunch of other shows that you can find at theorangegrowth.com the lovely podcast network that we are on. Uh, We have brought on two shows since the last time we have recorded. Uh, LGB Time Machine is a history show on LGBTQ history. Uh, There are three episodes out, and the fourth one should be coming this month. And we also just brought on It's All Been Done at Bare Naked Ladies, a podcast where they go through their discography 
chronologically. Um, and that show went for like a year and a half before coming to the Orange Grove. So there's plenty to listen to on that. They have done one week. Uh, they had Justin McElroy on the show for that one. It's a fun episode. But you can check those out at theorangegroves.com and a bunch of other shows. Uh, and there should be another show joining this month, probably a week or so after this episode comes out. So just go on the website or follow it on Twitter at orangegrovesnet to, to keep updated with all that good shit. Bare naked ladies. I love Neon Genesis Evangelion. God damn it. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck is this going? What 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 joke am I gonna hear for the hundredth time? Oh no, never mind. I've never heard it, and I wish I still hadn't. <laughs> Do you still like me after this episode, Joe? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. I'm still <laughs> But yeah, I think that is it. You can review us on iTunes and say nice things about us and give us five whole stars. And we'd be very grateful. You can also tweet about the show with hashtag NervousRexPod. I don't think I have anything else to plug. So I guess we will give you fan service next time. Unfortunately. Expect more fans. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and This Is My Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at ArgonautsPod.com. Thank you.